Hello, everyone, and welcome to Renee's podcast. Thank you to everybody that's listening and anybody that continues to listen on. I want to begin by thanking everybody that has continued to follow me um, down this crazy, crazy journey and crazy path of GBS and ups and downs and all arounds. I mean, I could say the best comparison for my experience with GBS is a roller coaster. Um, that goes to say roller coaster as well with relationships. Um, you know, the up and down would be like, you know, knowing, feeling like I'm getting better and then maybe have a day where I'm like step behind because I'm unable to recover as quickly as I wanted to um, from whatever I had done, whatever activity that made me have to take a step back. But, you know, with that said, I mean, I think everybody can agree. There's a a lot of um, questions, I guess, when it comes to GBS and there's a lot of not knowing. So we're really, you know, in this together and you know, just trying to make it out on a positive end and feel better and feel normal again, whatever normal might be. Um, You know, I'm not sure what normal is either, but, um, you know, just being able to function like we used to, you know, at our best. So I thank you everybody that um, is following me with this journey. Um, I have 30 followers, which um, might not sound like a lot to some, but to me, that is incredible. Um, I mean, I don't find myself very entertaining and um, I drive myself crazy sometimes with the tangents I go on and, you know, different conversations that pop into my head. So again, thank you for being with me through this and really making me feel like I'm not alone. Um, again, I always say this is like therapy and it really, really is. Um, being able to get a lot of stuff off of my chest without having any um, interruption or any questioning or anything like that, it really does help. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. I um, love that we're all in this together. All right. So in this episode, which has been very difficult for me to address because I want to address it in the most um, empathetic and the most proper way because it is something that means a lot to me and I'm very passionate about when it comes to mental health. Um, This is also May is Mental Health Awareness Month um, as well as GBS awareness. So um, you know, we're, I just want to discuss a little bit of both because, um, you know, as people with GBS, we do deal with a lot of, um, you know, depression, anxiety, you know, really not knowing where our lives are going because, you know, um, things are, it's just like, it's one step at a time and it's a very slow progress. Like, um, the GBS CIDP foundation, um, their animal that they show, for, that represents like GBS awareness is a, a turtle. And you really have to look at it that way. Like turtles are, are tough animals. I mean, you don't want to mess with them, but they move slow. You know, they don't get from point A to point B as quickly as possible, but they do get there. And that's what matters. So, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to highlight a little bit on GBS and the mental health awareness because everybody at some point has dealt with, um, you know, some type of depression, some type of anxiousness, you know, some maybe bipolar, um, schizophrenia. I mean, there's so many different things when it comes to mental health, 
Um, but we, we also need to look at it in a different way. So <clears throat> I think a lot of people look at someone with a mental health problem that they can already categorize them and put them in this box that states that like they're they're almost crazy or they're on on the edge you know they're gonna they're like a ticking time bomb that's gonna go off at any point and that is not what mental health awareness is about you know that's not something that we want it to be about we don't want people to feel like they're in a box of like oh well you know if anything goes wrong, we're going to blame it on your mental health, you know, of whatever you were taking medication for. If you were, um, I mean, it's, it's seen very, um, obvious, I would say, um, in like society in, you know, the media, it's like right away, you know, if somebody does something horrible, like a shooting or, um, a bombing or anything tragic and terrifying, you know, they right away are like, oh, well, they had mental health problems. So that's what made them do it, which that I disagree with. I mean, I could say, yeah, that might um, play into why they did what they did. But it, a lot of people know that there's a way to get help. You know, there's there's so many more options out there nowadays than there were back in the day. So like back when our parents, you know, our grandparents or whatever, um, were growing up, mental health was not a discussion. You know, it, it was categorized. It was, if you had issues, you were possibly put into a psychiatric center. Sorry, cannot talk. Um, you know, or who knows, you know, it, going on depression medication or anxiety medication was not as heard of or, even at that time, and I haven't done my research, maybe not have even existed. You know, I don't know when um, antidepressant pills were first introduced. I'm assuming probably in the 80s. Um, it's just a guess off the top of my head. Um, and then like Xanax, I mean, I feel like that was something that was a lot newer, like in the early 2000s. So, you know, a lot of these things now have been out for a while that they've been tested. They, you know, we know what to look for, um, for side effects. We know how it affects certain people. Um, I mean, there's still obviously studies. There's not a lot that we can for sure say that like, okay, this person takes, you know, this much Xanax that that's going to solve all the problems. You know, everybody's different. You know, there could be somebody that takes it and it does absolutely nothing for them. Um, but you know, my point is that there are so many other options. So to blame it on mental health, I, I disagree with because it, it's just like, okay, but this person was aware that they had issues and it wasn't addressed or taken care of. So how can you blame it on that? But, you know, look at it as like, okay. And I hope I'm making sense here because like, I feel like, yes, there are people that might not address their mental health issue or their family doesn't or whatever. There's some kind of embarrassing clause um, that makes it so that it's not taken care of. Um, and that though, it's like, okay, so a lot of the, the issues that we are seeing are, have been happening with younger people. So, you know, from teenagers to, you know, young adults, like, you know, twenties, like early twenties, maybe late twenties seems to be where the age group, you know, that we're seeing commit these horrible, um, you know, killings, the shootings and all that. So, um, my thing is, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for schools um, 
for doctors um, to really address the the issue at hand and what is causing this person to have you know negative thoughts or violent thoughts or suicidal thoughts and really doing something with them because I can say somebody that takes antidepressants and takes anxiety medication that I feel alone still in this process it's like if I wasn't my own advocate and didn't push to try to find something to make it better I don't know where I would be because I'm the one that's doing it and there's a lot of people that maybe they expect somebody to help them and then when they don't get that help they just kind of feel like well this is who I am this is what I have to deal with and just kind of like move on from it which is just not right you know I I think there needs to be a lot more um empathy a lot more support when it comes to people that are dealing with situations in their life so that's just mine um my little you know tidbit on it because I just I that's how I feel you know and I'm sorry I hope this doesn't offend anybody um you know I do believe that mental health does play a role in things but there's a lot more behind it that I think we need to address so that's you know just me kind of blah 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 about my feelings on mental health and how it is right now viewed you know by others so with that said I want to take a sip of my water um I would like to actually go through and read to you exactly what mental health is okay so this is this is like the government the government telling us how they view mental health all right mental health includes our emotional psychological and social well-being it affects how we think feel and act and helps determine how we handle stress relate to others and make choices mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood to adolescence through adulthood over the course of your life if you experience mental health problems your thinking mood and behavior could be affected all right now this is mental health conditions so it kind of gives you like a little bit more of an idea of mental health okay mental illness illnesses are disorders ranging from mild to severe these affect a person's thinking mood and or behavior According to the National Institute of Mental Health, nearly 1 in 5 adults live with a mental illness. Many factors contribute to mental health conditions including biological uh, factors such as genes or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, family history of mental health problems. Now, some mental health um topics, so different types of mental health issues and things that are discussed would be um antisocial personality disorder, anxiety disorders. Those include anxiety, panic disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, phobias, and social anxiety. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder BPD they call it depression eating disorders including like anorexia binge eating and uh bulimia post traumatic stress disorder PTSD schizophrenia seasonal affective disorder SAD self harm and suicide and suicidal behavior 
A serious mental illness is a mental illness that interferes with a person's life and ability to function. Despite common misperceptions, having what they call an SMI, which is mental or serious mental illness, is not a choice. It's a weakness. And oh, it's not a choice, a weakness, or a character flaw. Sorry, I read that wrong. It is not something that just passes or can be snapped out of with willpower. Wow, I really like that. That's that's really smart, actually. Um, I, I'm glad that I found this website. Um, I Obviously, I'm reading it as I go. I did not read this. I wanted it to be very fresh uh, when I did this episode. So bear with me if I kind of mess up while I'm reading. Um, and also, I keep taking drinks of water because my mouth is so dry. Okay. <clears throat> Now, early warning signs and symptoms. Not sure if you or someone you know is living with a mental health problem, experiencing one or more of the following feelings or behaviors can be an early warning sign of a mental disorder. Now, to start with, it's eating or sleeping too much or too little, pulling away from people and usual activities, having low or no energy, feeling numb or like nothing matters, having unexplained aches and pains, feeling helpless or hopeless, smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual, feeling unusually confused, forgetful, on edge, angry, upset, worried, or scared, yelling or fighting with family and friends, experiencing severe mood swings that cause problems in relationships, having persistent thoughts and memories you can't get out of your head, hearing voices or believing things that are not true, thinking of harming yourself or others, inability to perform daily tasks like taking care of your kids or going to work or school. Now, talking about mental health, we know can be difficult, like I stated, you know, depending on the support that you have um, from friends, family, uh, a therapist, I mean, anything like that is really um, harmful because Everybody wants to feel like they have somebody that's there for them if things go sideways, you know, if, if, if things go to shit, you know, so to speak. So talking about a mental um, health issue is not something that you can really just, you know, fly by and talk about in a few minutes and it be all done and everything's better. Just like it said, it's not something that you can snap out of or it'll just go away. It's something that has to be addressed. You know, it has to be, um, you know, you just unloading, vomiting words out of how you feel to get it out because that's what's going to make you feel better. I mean, that's one of the reasons I do these podcasts because I need to get some things out that are in my head that I don't really know who else I can talk to about. Um, sometimes therapy works, sometimes it doesn't. I can tell you I've gone through so many therapists and it embarrassed me. It it really, I remember like talking to my primary doctor and I told her that, you know, it's embarrassing for me to tell her that, you know, any of the therapy uh, counselors or psychologists that I dealt with, I really wasn't very fond of. And, you know, I had bad outcome from it. You know, I I had one um, therapist that my primary had recommended that was inside of like their facility. So, you know, she was just looking at something, 
easy, you know, for me to talk to somebody and, um, you know, hoping that it would go well. Well, it ended up being the therapist. It was only like 30 minutes. You know, it was my first time going and he told me that I needed to be like Brad Pitt in, um, ugh, what's the name of that movie? Why do I always forget? Oh, Fight Club. And it just so happened that <laughs> probably like two days before my session with him, um, I watched Fight Club for the first time. I never saw it, never interested in it. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Brad Pitt. So I was just like, eh, whatever. So I ended up watching it. So I had an idea of what he was talking about, but I couldn't believe that he was referencing that. And his reason for it was telling me that I should just not give a shit about anything. And this is, this is coming from a professional that went through schooling to get a degree to help people in therapy. And he's telling me that, you know, for however much I had to pay him um, through my insurance, that I should just not give a shit. And that's great and all. And you know what? I, I know there's that whole like, you know, and excuse my language, I usually don't curse on my episode, but like that whole like, don't give a fuck about this, don't give a fuck about that attitude has become very um, highlighted, I would say, in the past couple of years. And I think it is a coping mechanism. It is a way to be like, well, if I just don't give a shit about anything that's going on, then, you know, I'll be great. And it's like, mm, that's not how life works. You can't just say, oh, well, I just don't give a shit and, you know, move on. It, 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 again, it, it's not something that you can just snap out of or ignore. And I feel like doing that is ignoring it. That's just saying, like, don't care, move on, you know, do what you want to do. There's there's a lot of, um, like, selfish outcome, I would say, because a lot of it's just like, you know, don't care about this, don't care about that, don't care about the people, don't care about yourself. It's like, what? Um, And you know what, if that helps you to get through a really dark or upsetting time in your life, that's fine. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I do not think that is healthy. I don't think that's something that is going to solve the problem. It's kind of a band-aid that wears off, you know, comes off when you do real life activities and, you know, when you're in the real world. So, you know, that's just my opinion. Again, if that works for you, that's fantastic. It just, it doesn't work for me and it never will. Um, You know, and having as many um, experiences with different therapists and like how the therapists like react to you is very interesting. And it kind of makes you learn about yourself. Like what is effective for you when you're having a conversation? And I will say just, you know, I'm, my part, the the most effective for me is I need to have somebody that reacts to what I say, um, is paying attention and definitely giving eye contact, not not writing down in their little notepad everything that I'm saying, um, you know, and, and just shows that they actually are invested in your conversation. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm boring somebody um, or that they just don't care what I have to say, or, you know, I'm just a number, you know, and it's kind of like, who's next to come in? Like that just doesn't work for me. Um, so that's kind of why I had to go through a lot of different, um, therapy people, um, because it just, some things just didn't fit. And, 
you know, I just had um, my most recent one and I tried somebody different and, you know, I gave it a chance and she kind of had that, um, you know, don't give a shit about thing attitude, very selfish, you know, like, um, you know, go do whatever you want to do. Don't worry about other people. And I just, it doesn't work for me, you know, and um, again, maybe that works for somebody else. It just it doesn't work for me. Um, so getting back to like, um, the different types of mental health and, you know, being able to kind of address it, or, you know, if you know somebody that's going through it, I think that's very helpful. Um, you know, being able to pay attention to your family or friends, you know, like how their life is going. I mean, that means a lot right there. If somebody is paying attention to you and is concerned for your well-being, I mean, that that should be helpful in its own. You know, that right there is support. That's somebody that is concerned and wants you to live the best life that you can live. Um, you know, somebody that might be looking or even offers to get you therapy and, you know, can look for you because it is very difficult to find a psychologist, a psychiatrist, you know, um, therapy counselors, like anybody right now. It's, and I mean, I've spoken to a psychologist that even stated since 2020, it's been very difficult for people to, um, have new patients and see new people. And a lot of people don't really want to go into offices anymore. You know, telemed, um, Zoom, you know, FaceTime, all of that became very popular because of COVID. So it's been a big change for really anybody that has um, gone through therapy. You know, people that maybe wanted to go to the office and sit in front of somebody. Maybe it was a way to get out of the house and feel like they're away from whatever problem they're dealing with. We're now, you know, just having to probably find a quiet place in their house and, you know, do FaceTime to talk to their therapist. I mean, it's, it, it affects everybody differently. For me, it doesn't make a difference. Um, I personally, I don't mind doing like FaceTime or Zoom because I experienced it, I guess, with work where it was enough that, you know, you can get things done over that way. Um, is it the best? I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it's different for everybody. Um, you know, that's, that's just kind of my opinion, but, um, you know, really being able to find somebody that's good for you to talk to, I think is good. And even if you're not having problems, I think it's a good idea to still have a therapist, you know, um, there might be something in your life that you might not think is wrong, but, maybe the therapist will be like, Hey, you know, this doesn't seem right. Let's address this and move forward. And, you know, we'll get you better. You know, you'll be better than you were and you didn't even know it. And there's a lot of people that go to therapy, you know, prior to big events in their life. Like I, um, I was recently reading about, um, it, it just, it was very interesting. It was all about like, you know, um, couples and people getting married and like what they should do prior to getting married, because a lot of people don't think about anything other than, you know, preparing for the wedding. You know, once you get engaged, it's kind of like, okay, when's the wedding date? Where are we getting married? How many people are we having? Are we having an engagement party? You know, there's so much of the like excitement and, you know, the, um, festivities of the whole thing that you're not really looking at, okay, well, once that whole party is done, 
what happens from there. And I think it's really good that they're saying that people should go through therapy, you know, couples that are, um, you know, in the process of getting married, because there might be a lot of things that you know about each other, but then there might also be a lot of things that you don't know. And it might not come out until, you know, years down the line of your marriage. So it's good to really discuss it beforehand and, um, you know, just get things that you don't even possibly know about, you know, that you might not even think of, you know. So it, it's very good that, you know, that's starting to come out and possibly be um, popular, I would hope. Um, you know, and I, it's kind of scary because, and I would love for anybody to comment about this, um, you know, if you do have a comment. But I'm noticing more and more that the younger generation, at least people younger than me, so I'm 35, um, so I'm referring to really like 20 years old to 35 years old, that there are a lot of people that are not getting married. There's a lot of women that um, want to be independent. Um, I, I can't say that for men. Um, just because I haven't experienced it, I don't know a lot of men that are independent. I know a lot more that want to get married um and pretty much be taken care of um and have kids you know and it's really on the wife to do everything um unfortunately that is just it's still a little bit sprinkled into my generation and you know it's it's kind of like you know once that doesn't happen because there's so many women now that are um basically trained to be independent and, you know, that whole, like, 1950s wife thing that men are looking for isn't there anymore. So it's different. So there's a lot of women that just don't want to get married. You know, they want to have a career. They they want to do what they want to do. They don't want to feel like, you know, they have this burden of, you know, taking care of a husband, taking care of kids. And, like, it, it's really tough out there for those moms, and a lot of them are coming out of either, like I said, not getting married or they get divorced because they feel like, you know what, I might have kids with this person, but I don't want to deal with taking care of them because they're not even willing to take care of my kids, our kids, see right there, um, you know, taking care of the kids that they're just like, I don't want to deal with you. You're not a benefit to me. And it's, it's scary. You know, it's, I feel like down the line and the older I get, it's going to be a lot more like people just maybe live together or, you know, live with their parents, you know, to make more money. A lot of it has to do with money. Money is a tough subject right now. It's horrible. I mean, with inflation, everything is more expensive. We're still, we're still dealing, excuse me, with like the after effect of COVID and how all these businesses um, were suffering and what they went through during, you know, the lockdown. And it's like, so we're kind of all like playing catch up at the same time. And it's like, okay, so some couples are okay with that. And some couples don't want to do it. You know, it's not worth it for them. And, you know, and I would love to have, you know, a good discussion about this because like I said, I haven't seen or heard any men that um want to be alone um i've come across more that are looking for you know to play house with somebody maybe they necessarily don't want to get married but they want that woman in the kitchen cooking for them to make them feel good or you know and, and that's there's nothing wrong with that there are some couples that are okay with that and that's fine 
but I'm seeing a lot more of the younger generation is really, and again, excuse my English, saying, fuck that. I don't want to do that. And I don't blame them. You know, I, a lot of different situations that I have seen, um, you know, it, it, it results in divorce. You know, there, these, there's too many men that still go in thinking that like, you're going to be like my mother, you know, I want you to be like my mother or they try to mold you to be like their mother. And, you know, they want you to have a warm meal on the table when they get home or, you know, they want the house completely spick and span when they get home. And, you know, they don't want to deal with the kids right away because they had a hard day at work. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Um, there's a lot of women that are doing the same exact thing, except they don't expect jack shit when they get home. If anything, they are getting shit when they get home. So, and I'm very sorry for my language, but like I'm thinking of a lot of things on a personal level, um, you know, when it comes to family and what I've seen with, you know, unfortunately divorce with some people and, you know, friendships and stuff that maybe should result in divorce. Um, and it, it's unfortunate. It really is. And I will say with my generation, there are a lot of people that are just giving up. And unfortunately, it is the females because they do not want to be that 1950s wife. They, they've worked too hard for where they're at um, or they're in a better position than the husband. I mean, who knows? And, you know, I really think a lot of the problem, and this is just me, again, opinion, um, is that like the, the love is not addressed right off the bat. You know, I don't think, and I can blame this on older generations of not understanding what love is, what unconditional love is. Um, unconditional love is just loving the person for everything that they are and everything that they do, loving them if they are, um, you know, they have an anger issue, if loving them, you know, for their faults, you know, their flaws, anything like that. And, you know, always wanting to grow with them and be with them for the rest of your life. So I feel like there's not a lot of, you know, what love is, you know, this isn't something that can be taught. So it's really more of what you kind of get from your parents and what you were growing up with, like how love was perceived. And, um, I mean, there's some people that they just learn over time or they're smart, you know, they read up, they know it's the only thing that is going to make a marriage work is love. Um, I don't care what anybody says on that. <laughs> so don't leave me any messages on that. Like, oh, well you need this, you need that. No. Um, at the end of the day, if you're on your deathbed, um, if your significant other is talking about bills and money, um, you would probably kick them out of the room. Um, if the significant other is, uh, cheating or, you know, doing stuff on the side that shouldn't be done, you know, you're going to kick them out of the room because they should be there to love and care for you and really listen to their vows, you know, and those vows, I mean, yeah, they're quick and they're sad and, you know, we wait for the kiss at the end, but it's, those vows are there for a reason, you know, for better, for worse, sickness and in health. Like if you do not feel like you could be there and help that person with any kind of sickness and health or, you know, better or for worse, don't do it. Don't waste your time. You're going to spend more money getting a divorce than you are going through the marriage process. So 
again, this episode was supposed to be about mental health, but I kind of geared it into a little, you know, few different things. Um, you know, I take back saying I don't want to hear you guys message me about that because, you know, I always want to hear your opinion. And I love um, interacting with you as well and having a nice dialogue. So please um, feel free to uh, go through the Spotify app to message me. You can message me on Instagram at Renee's Podcast. Or you can also message me through Facebook Messenger, which is also Renee's Podcast. All right, guys, I have talked way too much today because I'm over 30 minutes. But I hope um, everything I said is helpful to somebody and maybe makes their day a little bit easier. Again, mental health is so difficult to talk about for me um, because there's just so many things to tackle um, and so many different discussions we could have about it. So with that said, I might have another episode of it just because I feel like I really barely even touched you know, on it. But um, I hope I helped you guys and I hope you have a great Tuesday and hopefully the sun is shining and you're enjoying every minute of it and I will be talking to you soon. Take care everybody. Bye-bye.